from the Cruise Studio Pod, Mike and Meg. It's what you didn't hear this morning. When they were playing records and commercials and they had the microphones off, sometimes that's the best part. It's the M Word Podcast. The M Word. <laughs> we forgot to announce this on the radio, but that's the name of our podcast. It's Mike Allen with Meg Tucker, or Meg Tucker with Mike Allen, and uh, it's the M Word because. The M word scares us. So the M word so is, I think, the absolute worst word in the history of words. Y'all know what word I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't say it. Cam Webb, our music director, uh, did you hear this? He will never put that band, M-O-I-S-T, during the morning show. How nice is he? Because uh, I won't say it. Kind and considerate. Horrible word. So yet, that's the word I think the M word he, is. Uh, he knows my least favorite artist, and I believe we played him today. Wait, but wait, wait. We'll just let that one go. What does the M word represent to you? We, we just don't want to go there. Because I get in a lot of trouble if I start talking about it. You can't name a podcast marriage, the M word. Marriage is. for me, I just enjoy the, the <sighs> feeling of, of being happily unmarried, uh, like Stedman. Yeah. Kurt Russell, yep. they seem to make it work. Like, half of all marriages end in divorce. All right. So it's like, hey, if you don't want to get bitten by a shark, don't go in the water. If you don't want to get divorced, don't get married. Yeah, but you, Seems like no, simple no, logic no, to no, me, no, no, but no, yet no. it fails for so many. You need to you need, you need, need to make this happen. Mike has always said that if I can secure Def Leppard to play at his wedding reception, he'll, he'll get married. I'm telling you, sister, it's going to happen one of these days. You know, you just made me think of something. What if Tara Veer married us? <laughs> if you could make My, that happen. Wait, wouldn't... wait. Let me up the ante. I'm, I'm... Wait. Tara Veer performs the ceremony. Yeah. Def Leppard is your wedding band. And Kate Goslin will be there running a daycare for everyone that brings kids. Come on. Done. hey No kids at the wedding. Oh, okay. But Kate Goslin, on the <laughs> other hand... <laughs> If I break up with See, Michelle, you're no, hang on, hang on. Up I'm breaking up. I'm there. Day. Kate Goslin is there. Oh. Tara Veer marries me and Kate Goslin. You're a dirty perv. I like what you have done. <laughs> okay. And if it ever backfires, Meg thought of it, Michelle. It was all Meg's idea. So that. So this is the M word. That's why we call it the M word. It means different things for different people. Um, I think for us, it would make sense to maybe start off these podcasts by very quickly telling you kind of who we are because maybe you haven't had a chance to listen to us on cruise and maybe you're just joining us now are we gonna swear no we're allowed but we're not going to because we're good but let's talk about who we are and how we came to be mike allen how how did what brought you to red deer it's a good question meg tucker because you know i like to go back uh, to when i was about eight years old oh god we're going that far yeah right. you know back in the 40s yeah i was waiting for that it was, you, it was, it was, I was dinosaur. eight years old. I'm doing, I'm doing a project. I think I was a little older, but my dad gave me his dictaphone thing, you know, that old mini cassette thing. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to do my speech. I'm okay. going to do my speech. And I went, okay. But instead I walked over to the, I pretended I was a disc jockey on the radio. Mm-hmm. I was recording songs yeah. and I was talking over them yeah. and I went, this is what I want to do. You've known since you were eight. Eight, yeah. That's amazing. Eight years old. So ever since then, I've always wanted to get into it. And then when I ran the roller rink for a while, and uh, Tarzan Dan, you know Tarzan, know he's in he Calgary, is, yeah. right? Tarzan, huge star when he was in Toronto. Like he was the guy, number one across the country. Wasn't he's he on like TV. YTV or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy, he did. He did the t- t- uh, top twenty countdown, and I said, 
this is the coolest guy I've ever met. So I said, I, I have to do this. And then when he was at the roller rink, we had him, right? We have him. And I forget to turn his microphone on. Was he mad? Tarzan Dan yelling at me was the greatest moment of my life. Like, said, of course, leave it to you to think I'm that's still, awesome. I, uh, there's no way I'm reconsidering this. I have to get in. So that for me, and then I went to radio school. So did you sell the roller rink to, I, and then go to school? I did, yeah. I sold the roller rink, and then, well, what am I qualified to do? Mm, I don't know. So uh, went to radio school. Where? Humber College yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. And number one in my class, by the way. Oh, number one. shocker. Number Were one. Were you such a nerd? I was so good. Like, I would sit for hours and do the projects. Like, I would do it over or and over projects? again. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> did I just say projects? I said Wait, projects. So would were you the same age as everyone in school we were we were in the um i don't know what you call the program but you know when people go back to school yeah like mature students yeah so i was in my 30s i wasn't i wasn't the oldest but i wasn't the youngest either yeah so that was neat so i went i went to radio school and bounced around the country i got a a job in fort francis that paid twenty eight thousand dollars a year barely surviving me and michelle trying to live off that because she had to give up her life too i was gonna say when was michelle were you with michelle when you were in radio school i had to break it to her i said we're going to fort francis uh where right why okay okay and we went to Fort Francis, making, you know, like no money whatsoever and, you know, barely living on that and was just sending out demo tapes everywhere. So then I get this uh, job offer two years later to go to Guelph, Ontario. Okay. Little, smaller town, but sure. bigger market, right? Because uh, there's actually stuff around there. Mm-hmm. And then just as I'm accepting, I've already accepted the offer at Vancouver Call. <gasps> Right. Hello. So I had to call the guy from Guelph and go, I'm out. You're out. He hung up on me. Big leagues. And I went, oh, geez, I just burned a bridge. Right. I'm in big trouble. Which they say never to do yeah. in radio. But, you know, how do you say no to Vancouver? Because my answer was, what would you do? Yeah. What would you do? So I work swing and a couple of evening shifts. Swing Not big time. means yeah. you fill in for people. So Pretty you don't much. have an actual day part. You just fill yeah. in. I fill in for the morning show on Christmas. Tell me that's not scary. Holy you know, crap. A couple how of years in the radio. How long were you in Vancouver? Three months. What happened? I know. Then they said, hey, you want to go to Winnipeg and do the afternoon show? I went, okay. Okay. And then Michelle goes, what? We're moving again? And that's where I learned about you. Because did you not come from Winnipeg to here? I did, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the. Uh, they say you haven't been in radio until you get fired. I got fired from Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, everything was going great in the afternoon show. And they went, you know what? You should do the morning show. Me and the morning person really didn't jive. Yeah. And it just, it did not come across well, unlike you and I, uh-huh. where I think, you know, we... Uh, we're perfect because you're an yeah. extrovert and I'm an introvert. Yeah. And it just didn't drive. You drink drive. a lot. I don't. Like, Pretty much. Good, right? Always. Well, I've seen you. Put down your glass, would you? <laughs> and, and it just didn't work out. So we got, we got sacked. And, but believe it or not, my boss out there gave me a reference. Really? To, to, come, come, to come here. Well, that's nice, though. Yeah. And you've been here six? Six years. Wow. Six years. Loving every minute of it. You do. Because my family comes out to visit me because they love Red Deer more than, you know, uh, Ontario. Now, you did afternoons. I did. For? The river. Five years? Four yeah. years. When we were with the river. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And you would fill in when Vinny would go on vacation. So you, you and bet. I got a couple of times chances to work together. We did. And yeah. tell me, that was a nerve wracking. For me, it was the most nerve wracking thing Why? ever because you came from Chum FM in Toronto. So I knew you as this big star, oh. entertainment reporter. And I'm going, holy cow, huge. So I was, I was very excited to come in. And then you met me and I said, don't look me directly in the eye. And then it's been perfect ever since. Still not allowed to look you directly <laughs> in the eye. Have you noticed that when we're out together? I'm always looking at the ground. 
I love your story. Yeah, Mine was I I probably my first memory of wanting to be in radio was when I worked for a marketing company. I had a job that was called Fun Happens. So it was for Hostess Frito-Lay. Mm-hmm. We drove around in a minivan. Our entire summer job 40 hours a week was to give away bags of chips and create get people to do silly things for prizes. And my girlfriend, there were three of us in the van and my girlfriend Stacy and Mike a guy named Mike. Stacy sure. and I would sit in the back and we would do hostess radio. And we would just get people to come in the van and we would interview them and that's probably sounds really creepy. Kind but we bit, did yeah. that and Was it a white van? <laughs> it was a white van. <laughs> it really was, but it had munchy of chips course, all over yeah. it. Well that's what I would So do. that was the first thing and then I grew up being in plays and I went to New York and I lived in New York for a year. Uh, I have a psychology degree so I, I promised my parents that I would take only one year off. They made me sign a contract, and I said, I want to go live in New York, and I want to be a nanny. Mm-hmm. And so they said, uh, okay, but you have to come back and finish your degree. So I did. I moved to New York. I was in a play. I, I met some friends, and then I came back, finished my degree, kept working for a marketing company, got a job in Toronto, was working there, and then I fell for a guy in New York, mm-hmm. moved back to New York, and then did stand-up comedy. I always knew that I wanted to do entertainment. See, and this is what really thinks makes me think, like, how are you not doing stand-up comedy Because now? it's not for me. I, I, the funny thing is, you said Humber College. When I was living in Toronto, I was also doing Second City Improv for a year in Toronto. And then we found out through our improv class that we, there was an opportunity for us to audition to go to comedy school. So it was part stand up and part right. improv and there I mean, were two programs it was yeah. with humber college you could do the toronto program sure or the new york program well i had a boyfriend in new york so i said uh i'm going to new york auditioned got in moved to new york quit my job in toronto moved to new york two weeks before school is supposed to start the program got canceled what? due to lack of funding that's not funny. Well, that that's uh, that was that not stinks. funny. No, not at all. Yeah. So I stayed in New York and I just did a, an actual writing class for mm-hmm. for Caroline's on Broadway. Did stand up a few times and then I moved back to Toronto. But you're you like your background is improv and that's why Meg is so quick when we're trying to do stuff on the show. Like I'm scribbling out notes. I'm like, okay, how, what am I going to do here? What am I going to say? And I'm notorious for that. And that is my crutch. And I am trying to get rid of that as much as possible. Where I could just throw stuff at Meg and she's like bounces back and forth with one-liners and I'm going how do you do that but like, I probably teach me I probably drive you nuts but I think Mike's used to it now so it's good but yeah so I, I I moved back to Toronto and I was working for the marketing company and I found out that they were one of my clients which was City TV and Chum FM were holding auditions to find a bachelorette correspondent the show the bachelorette so this person would do a little stint on radio and a little stint on TV and I'm thinking this is it this is my in. This is this is what I get to do. So I auditioned and I I made the shortlist mm-hmm. and then I I don't know how it happened. I got the gig. So I stayed working at the marketing company. I cashed in all my vacation days, which allowed me to go down to the TV studio every Wednesday. Get this. LA would send a copy of the show The Bachelor, which uh-huh. wasn't even it wasn't even cut for TV yet. Yeah. I got to watch it in a production studio with a producer watching me, watching my reactions to watching the reality show. We would write a script and yeah. then we would film this 60-second little thing that would appear what on a, City what a dream TV at job. the halfway point. What a dream point. job that is. And then yeah. I got to go up the hill to this big radio station called Chum FM, and I got to go on the afternoon 
show with Darren B. Lamb, mm-hmm. talk about The Bachelor, and then the following morning, I got to go in the big room with Roger, Rick, and Marilyn and talk about the show The Bachelor. Talk about starting at the top. So then after... You know, those of us who had to work our way through small towns in Ontario, but where did you start? Oh, Toronto. Yeah. So then I started in Toronto. When that whole mm-hmm. eight-week show was finished, they offered me a job as entertainment correspondent. I took it. Uh, fast forward three years, I moved to Calgary. I did Calgary mornings for four, five years. You said you get fired. I got yep. fired. We all got fired. And then I moved with a leap of faith to Red Deer. Since being in Red Deer, Mike Allen, I had an opportunity to go back to Toronto. I turned it down, and I'm glad I did because I love living here. I found Wadey Anderson. I got married again. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I was Red married. Red Deer's been very, very good for before. you. So, yeah. It's, it's been good for me. It's been good for us, and we're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying the M-Word podcast. This is us. This is this all is... we're going to do for the first one is just kind of tell you who we are because you might be wondering. I don't know that. I don't know them. Next week, how to win radio contests. No, we aren't. We, no, there's no way to win. We're not talking or about that. Or is there? No, you know what we're going to talk about next time? Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about when you live, what's your house like? If your spouse might be, are they neater than you or are they messier than you? Can we talk about farting in front of your spouse? Oh, God. Yeah, because it's <coughs> just, it's, that's disgusting. Let's All talk right. about that next week. You betcha. Have a great day. How are we signing off? See ya. Really? That's we're done. That was the M word? It's over. Okay, bye. Bye. The M Word Podcast with Mike and Meg. A new pod drops every week. Got questions or ideas for the show? Love to hear them. Got complaints? I guess so. Tweet us at M Word Cruise. Mike and Meg are on the air every weekday morning starting at 6 on the Morning Cruise. Now, go have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.